You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. All right, guys, I'm excited about today's CarCast. Yes, we're going to get into the new all-electric Lucid Air, the, uh, the, the Maserati MC20, but I'm going to give you guys the dyno numbers for the BMW M3, which I'm very excited about. Uh, before we get started, a word from our friends at NetSuite. You know, America's ready to get back to work, but to win in the new economy, you need every advantage to succeed. Smart companies run on NetSuite by Oracle. It's the world's number one cloud business system. With NetSuite, you'll have visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, it's all in one place. And whether you're doing a few million dollars or a few hundred million dollars in sales, NetSuite lets you manage every penny with precision. You'll have the agility to compete with anyone. You can work from anywhere. You can run your whole company even right from your phone. So join the 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to make it happen. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of businesses, uh, business leaders, and assembled a playbook on the top strategies that they're using as America reopens for business. This is what you do. So receive your free guide. It's called Seven Actions Seven Actions Businesses Need to Succeed Now, Need to Take Now. You, you, uh, you schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com, and you get this, uh, this free guide. So visit uh, uh, netsuite.com slash carcast for your free guide and pr- product tour. Again, that's netsuite.com slash carcast. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the motorator, DeAndre, here with Bill Goldberg. How are you, Bill? Hello, buddy. I'm doing good, man. Doing good. And yourself? I'm doing all right. You know, we are uh, getting ready. We're, we're recording a little bit earlier this week. We're getting on a plane. Uh, Adam and I are getting out to head out to the, uh, to the Z uh, prototype event. We're going to be doing CarCast Live at ZCon. Uh, unfortunately, by the time you hear this, this will already have happened. So hopefully there's some exciting news about the Z car um, uh, that the new Z that's coming out. We have a little bit of information of what we think it is. So we can play a little bit of a game of uh, what we think it is versus uh-huh. by the time you hear us, what it really is um, real quick before we get started, a shout out from our friends at Dodge. It's time for Dodge power dollars. And that means for each horsepower, you'll get $10 off your purchase on a Dodge charger challenger and Durango. So come on in for Dodge power dollars today for a pretty sweet deal. Um, I'm kind of excited about the Z car because uh, it, it seems like they're trying to keep the enthusiast in mind. Like, look, let's let's face it. Like, it's a cool car. It's not going to sell like a Nissan Pathfinder or the, or the Rogue or something. It's not going to be the huge moneymaker for them. It's not really the Halo car like a GTR, but it needs to sort of fit in because it's such a legacy car. And because of that they can build it for enthusiasts. So in, in a world of, of uh, DCT transmissions, paddle shifts, all-wheel drive, and all that crazy stuff, what we believe to know about the Z is three-liter, turbocharged V6, probably upwards of 400 or more horsepower, rear-wheel drive, optional six-speed transmission, and this is important, a proper manual, like 
e-brake lever, no electric oh, e-brake. So if you want to hit the track or anything to do a little bit of drifting, you can pull an e-brake and not futz around with some sort of electric something or other, you know? That'll uh, bring so, in an extra 10% just because of the, that novelty. Like, look, so I know people can be like, hey, it's old school. It's got a manual transmission, and, and you know, but we're going to love that it's rear-wheel drive. I know the all-wheel drive cars today uh, – some of them have a drift mode or there's some sort of configuration where you can put almost all of the power to the rear and you can really drift with it for fun. But also this is arguably a a way for them to make the car more pure for the enthusiasts and save some money in the process, right? Without a whole all wheel drive system. I don't, I think it could be kind of fun. Um, You know, the 50th anniversary Z car that uh, came out, I think, like two years ago. Uh, they did silver and black, and they did the red and white versions that looked like the BRE racing cars. They only did 50 of those uh, cars. And uh, Pete Brock, who we know and we love, designed the Shelby Coupe and did all the BRE cars. Uh, I was at the New York Auto Show a couple years ago to to interview Pete Brock and uh and the guy from Nissan and they debuted that car. So I got off the stage, walked over to the guys and go, yeah, we need one of these while we're here. And I didn't even really talk to Adam about it at the time. And he, I called him on the way home on the flight, basically on the way to the airport. And I said, uh, he's like, how's the event? I said, it's great. I said, also, uh, you just bought a Z car. So, (laughs) and he's like, okay. Uh, so we got one of the red and white, one of the 50 limited edition um, cars. And, you know, it's just kind of like at the, it's a little long in the tooth, the Z, you know, it's, it's kind of one of the last ones out there, but it fits in the collection very well. And then we had Pete Brock come back over to visit and sign the dash and stuff. And, and you know, he's well into his 80s. And uh, but a great guy. He could be one of the next documentaries we do as well. When you think about that guy's history, oh yeah, my God, how can um, you know? There was a there was a point after there was a point after Shelby. Uh, my, my computer's beeping, and I don't know why. Uh, there was a point after Shelby when he did the BRE stuff. He also um, was into hang gliding. And he had a son who died while hang gliding. But the crazy part is, is the son was like 12 years old and he was already one of like one of the best hang gliders out there. And he got kind of just in a whirl, like a spin and, and crazy thing. Like they'll do this hang gliding for distance and there's like checkpoints and you stop, but they'll go like from San Francisco to LA. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah, and flying in the air just like that. Like, that's kind of a kind of a, a nutty kind of a nutty thing. But um He used to do it down in San Diego and uh I saw a guy take off and then get slammed back into the rocks and I said, you know what, I I think that's something I'm never gonna attempt. So yeah, it's yeah. pretty dangerous. I couldn't imagine going for any distance. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty crazy, but it's a great documentary. Um, Pete's a good friend. We have his Aero Vault trailer. Uh, you guys that listen to the show with Adam know all of this already, but uh, we're excited to go out to the Z event. Um, now that we got a little bit of a teaser, 
I'd like to really know what the real car is going to be. We're only a day away from that. So uh, we're going to be doing CarCast live there. Uh, hopefully you, you guys were there to see it. Um, and the Z reveal streaming online. Hopefully you guys watched that as well. I'd love to see that thing. I think it's going to be at least 400 horsepower. I think it could get close to 450. Um, the idea that it's turbocharged uh, probably leaves the uh, the window open for uh, a hell of a lot of mods. Like there's already countless mods for the currency, but it's naturally aspirated. There are turbo kits and supercharger kits. Um, but I think this is uh, kind of kind of interesting to do that. I I think it's largely based off of. Uh, Infinity's, I think, Q60 platform, um, but in, uh, but I don't, I don't, I think that car is all-wheel drive or has an optional all-wheel drive, but uh, and that's 400 horsepower. So I think this should should get into that range. But um, anyway, that's what's going on uh, in the world of of supercars. Have you seen uh, Maserati getting back in with the MC? Uh, zero to sixty in under three seconds. Absolutely, two hundred grand. Yeah. No question. You know, I, if you're familiar with the MC12, I liked the MC12. Right, that was yeah. sort of their version of uh, the Enzo, I believe. Enzo, yeah, of the Enzo. It looked, it looked very similar. Um, I, I thought it had a few styling cues that even were a little nicer than the Enzo. It was very limited production. And now those cars are really starting to move at auction. But it was funny because just a few years ago, granted, they were still like, I don't know, 400 grand or something. But you look at Enzo's going for, I don't know, 1.2 million. And these cars going for half that. You're like, why aren't people picking up the MC12? I know uh, Maserati's history with quality hasn't always been the the best. And the quality, yeah. you know, uh, but their design has always been good. The Gran Turismo is a good looking car. The uh, even their SUV, the Levante, is, is, is pretty nice looking. I just drove the Levante uh, Trofeo, which is the V8, uh, you know, the real hot SUV version. You know, um, that thing was fast. So, uh, Maserati's coming out now with this MC20. This is the new supercar from them, it's mid engine, rear mid. 621 horsepower obviously you know sports car-ish it's not like a two plus two like a lotus evora and it's interesting in that it's it's not small the photos look kind of small but it's 184 inches long uh lamborghini Huracan is 176 inches see and- it, threw, it threw me off it looks like an a, a mc12 that after a crash test yeah, it does. You know? It looks like a shorter version, but also the new Corvette C8 is very misleading. That's a big car as yep. well, and it looks kind of small. Um, this car's coming in at 3,300 pounds, 3,306. Uh, the Lamborghini is 3,423, so this is over 120 pounds lighter. It's a little bit bigger. Uh, it weighs a little bit more and significantly bigger than the Porsche Cayman, uh, but not by a, a massive margin. And if you like the design of this MC20, then you're going to like what's going on with Maserati now because like a good halo car, the design treatments from this are supposed to now trickle down to the rest of the lineup. Uh, I believe there's a new Gran Turismo uh, uh, coming out uh, 
that's going to have some of these styling cues on it, which is going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. So the MC12 is a three liter V6. It's got a, a pair of, of two uh, turbochargers, uh, 621 horsepower at 7,500 RPM, 538 pound feet of torque is solid at 3000 RPM. Uh, it's pretty low in the, in the, in the, uh, in the RPM lineup. Uh, it's, you know, it's, two spark plugs per cylinder. It's got dry sump oiling on it. It's got both direction injection and uh, an indirect, just conventional injection, which by the way is a good thing to have because direct injection is very difficult to modify. It's such a high pressure pump. If you supplement it with regular injection and you want to go and modify the car, you add more fuel through the regular injection, right? Ask guys like Ken Lingenfelter, about that because he's been working with Corvette direct injection and, and adding injectors and, and, and trying to beef up the direct injection pump and doing things like that. But uh, also this will have a, a dual clutch uh, automatic. It's going to be an eight speed. It's going to have a limited slip. Uh, and you're right. Maserati is claiming a zero to 62 in 2.9 seconds. It'll do 120 miles an hour in 8.8 seconds, and uh, it has a 202 mile an hour top speed. And when they designed the uh, the MC20, they did design it with racing in mind and a convertible in mind. So all of that's basically been accounted for ahead of time. And they do want to go back to racing with with this car. So although the street car is out now, the 4GT, uh, and I think. Corvette C8 to some extent, uh, you know, those cars came out announced and then they started racing before the street car came out. I, I don't know when the street car is going to be available in relation to when the race cars will be on the track, but racing is part of what they do want to do with this car. Now we had this conversation earlier, but, uh, since the deal with Ferrari and the engines has since passed, is this in-house? You know, that, that's a good question. I don't know exactly where this is coming from, but uh, let's think about this. Does Ferrari have a V6 yet? They've, they're doing turbo V8s and naturally aspirated 12s. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know that they Although, have. I, I think this might be Maserati's engine because the, um, let's see, the, the Maserati V8 is a Ferrari built engine, Maserati designed, Ferrari built. And even that SUV, the, uh, the, the Trofeo, the hot version with the V8 engine, that's, that's similar. That's a Maserati designed, Ferrari built engine. But I don't know if that's going to continue. I think they need to do stuff on their own. Um, you know, and the, one thing they're really trying to get out here is this car is not meant to be a stripped down version. It's going to have all of the latest technology, everything from car play and, 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 and whatnot that, uh, you know, and Android auto and all the stuff, they want you to be able to drive the car. You really have to compete now with the Ferraris and Lamborghinis and, and all of the, you know, Porsches and, and people want to be able to get into these cars and use them. Like I think it's a good looking car. I think this. MC20, I think it's an, it's an exciting package. I'm curious to see who they're who they're uh, competition who they're going after who they're trying yeah. to come in under the you know the the GT the McLaren. 
you're right. That's so, a different animal. You know, it's the same price point, but it's a different animal. So, well, I, I don't know that the actual pricing is out there. So, is this coming in at Lamborghini Uracon prices, or is this coming in at? I think know, it's less than that. A little over two hundred. Yeah, I think I think that's what it's meant to be. Is somewhere in that range. So, this isn't really McLaren seven twenty. Prices. No, this is, by no means. This is, you know, McLaren the 600 range. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it looks, it looks cool. I think the design is cool. This, uh, the, the design style of the low-mounted grill and the swept-back integrated LED headlights, uh, those are some of the design cues you're going to start to see appear across the, the Maserati lineup. And Maserati is coming out with a whole new lineup of cars. They're refreshing the entire lineup. Um, it's an exciting time for him, and this car, uh, I, I think, is going to create some serious uh, talk, for sure. I mean, I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to drive it, if I can fit in it. Here we go. This is one way to do it, because this, um, this car's looking pretty good. But uh, anyway, speaking of, of McLaren, if, you, uh, if you're making some pretty good money these days, and you're looking for a little investment... McLaren's got one for you. 263 or something? 256. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 200 million uh, uh, pounds, right? So uh, as we know, McLaren has is, is been hit uh, kind of hard with, with this pandemic. Uh, we knew that before. We announced a, a couple of months ago they were laying off 1,200 people. Um, to give you an idea, uh, Automotive sales or streetcar sales from February to May of this year dropped to 307 cars. That's how many they sold during those several months. Uh, a year ago, they sold 953. So uh, they're, they're literally at one-third the amount of sales. They did a round of fundraising um, from, uh, you know, basically got a loan from a bank for $185 million. That's certainly going to help them. We talked at one point about them using uh, their museum and stuff as collateral, which is probably how they secured the $185 million uh, loan. They're going one uh, step further now. Yeah, one step further is they're taking their entire world headquarters, this beautiful (laughs) facility, manufacturing, design, the technology center, uh, and it's up for sale. You can buy the entire McLaren headquarters. It's 200 million pounds. It's about $256 million. Of course, there's one condition is you have to lease it back to them. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I don't know. It just seems like, I, I mean, roller coaster, man. It, 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 it's kind of crazy because if you think of the, the world's elite you think of like the forbes 400 you know they're billionaires which by the way there are so many billionaires now that you're not automatically on the list at forbes that forbes uh, list of billion i think it's 400 uh billionaires if you're worth a billion or two i think now the threshold is like 2.5 or 2.7 just to get on the list so there are more than enough people I'm not, I'm not even talking companies or trusts or holding companies. There are more than enough individuals out there that could go in and buy this place. Uh, you know, it's not a hostile takeover. They're not just sell to anybody. They can have the right configuration. Uh, 
but I don't know. You could have like a little bit of fun with it. Like you don't want to, you don't want to shit on the legacy of McLaren. You want to buy something special and help the company and own the property and lease it back to them. But I think sort of temporarily, you know, you could run around and change a few signs here and there, put your <laughs> face up and, uh, <laughs> you know, like. I don't know if those billionaires you speak of are people that would want to do that. But hey. Well, you need a billionaire with a sense of humor. <laughs> you know, just, uh, uh, you know, have them kind of walk in and be like, I'm just going to change the color of everything. And I'm just going to put my face up everywhere. And, and then uh, just have a little bit of fun with it. Um, uh, sort of Willy Wonka-ish, you know, but. Uh, those guys over at McLaren, I don't know how much fun they'd let. I mean, I don't know. They don't seem like the fun-loving guys at this point. I know the rules stipulate if you want to buy it, uh, you would lease it back to them, and then they probably have a right of first refusal to to buy it back or do some sort of payment over time with either some built-in amount of interest or at fair market value at some point, like, like they at least to, you could get a really cool one off, right? Well, that would be kind of my thing. Be <laughs> like, hey, uh, yeah, we're gonna buy your place, but for the two hundred fifty-six million, I'm willing to pay a full sticker price. But this isn't gonna come without, you know, a one-off car or something exactly. along the lines of that, right? Because that car could end up, you know, it would cost them, I don't know, three million to make it. And who knows, in years from now, if it does anything like, you know, McLaren F1 F1. or something like that, you could just say, hey, yeah, this is, you know, this is the new McLaren F1 owner's car. And, you know, down the road, it's worth $18 million. And I know you dropped $256 million to buy the place and the rights to build that car. But I don't know, it's just kind of nice knowing that you got the car as part of the deal and it's worth millions later. I'm sure they'll make more money selling the facility at some point back to McLaren. But uh, it's well, if a, that happens, kind of we know that there's at least one billionaire out there with a great sense of humor. That it would be, right? Like, yeah, how would you not make that part of the I'm gonna need a car. I'm gonna huh. need I'm gonna need a car to drive for a little while while you, you while you're doing this. And I, like if you look at the photos of the place, the museum is there. The photos are fantastic. It's, they got plenty. It's not a shoddy building by any means, right? Like the place is amazing. I've never been there, but it just looks fantastic. I'd love to go. So uh, uh, save up your ducats because you might be able to get yourself a, a McLaren headquarters. Now, I, I, Bill, I've, I didn't send this to you in in our little. Uh, preamble or discussion of notes ahead of time, but um, but we've been talking about because this came out uh, this morning. We've been talking about the Ford Bronco. It has the various uh, trim levels: the Bronco, you know, first edition and and Badlands and all that stuff. But we've known that it's largely based on a Ford Raptor platform. I'm sorry, a Ford Ranger platform. And there's Ranger Raptors uh, in in Australia and other parts of the world. And because of that, we know what that truck looks like. We know what the undercarriage of that looks like. So we have here uh, from Ford a full picture of the chassis and suspension with no body on it. It's a studio photo because they're saying, hey, Ranger Raptor, this is what you're going to get. 
well, now we have spy photos of a Raptor rolling around uh, Detroit and the spy photos are kind of because the trucks lifted are kind of underneath and you see the same exact axle, the same exact shock mounts, the coil lowers, the pan hard bar. And you think, we're hey, getting smart. we're getting, this is, this is Bronco Raptor. Uh, oh, yeah. Bronco <laughs> Raptor is rolling around uh, the, uh, uh, the streets of, of Michigan, I believe. So uh, it's, it's, I, I don't have the full specs on it, but I, I believe it's going to end up being maybe not quite as aggressive as a Ranger Raptor with the full wide track, but very, very close. I, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, I, I think the Bronco wild track that's out there is 66.9 inches uh, wide. Mm. The track that's less than half an inch than a Ranger Raptor already. So uh, it's 0.4 inches. So already the the Bronco is 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 going to be a pretty robust off-road vehicle. I don't know if the engine's going to change for a for a Bronco Raptor, but um but it looks kind of badass. <laughs> I can tell you that. It it looks it looks badass. This coming on the heel of the uh the the Ford Raptor, the next Ford Raptor uh, rumors with the GT500 engine in it, which we're, we're starting to see. Sorry, my, my light died. I'm using a light now. It's, it's out. But anyway, pretty cool stuff that uh, are coming out. And then, let's see, we've also got... We've also got the Lucid Air. Have you guys seen this? I'm stumbling, I'm stumbling because I'm saving the best for last, and the best for last is my BMW on the dyno. But I want to get through. I want to get through this stuff. <laughs> you finally have something positive, uplifting. Um, yeah, on, uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do that. But uh, I'm looking at my my screen up here, and I'm using two screens today because we're getting on a plane soon. And that Lucid's a good looking car. Well, here's the deal. Lucid is uh, is actually a company where the name has popped up a few times. We didn't really know for sure if this company was coming or going uh, with so many electric car companies and startup uh, car companies struggling with fundraising. But, you know, the, the head of Lucid um, is, uh, is a former Lotus and Jaguar engineer, and uh, he was at Tesla as well. And he worked on the, the Model S, the first version of the Model S. So, Somebody with a little bit of, of background here, not just a money guy. The guy in charge is uh, seems to know what he's doing. So a Lucid announced their Lucid Air. It's a it's a pretty it's a it's a pretty large sedan. Um, I believe it's going to be larger than a Model S. It has quite a bit of room in it. They claim to have the most uh, cargo space as well. The largest frunk, their front trunk is uh is going to be the largest of the segment with 9.9 cubic feet of space i think the the rear trunk 16.2 so 26.1 cubic feet of cargo space um which is i you know what the 16.2 cubic feet in the trunk is like a dodge challenger the dodge challenger has a very oddly sort of deceivingly large trunk because Because the trunk lid isn't very big, so it doesn't look like a big hole. But when you open it, there's a bunch of room in there. 
so it, it has as much room as that. So uh, let me just run down some of the numbers for you because <coughs> you're going to be impressed with this. There are four configurations uh, of the Lucid Air. Uh, starting in 2022, the, the Lucid Air base model is going to be 80,000 bucks. The next model is the Lucid Air Touring, available in late 2021, 95,000. The Grand Touring, uh, available mid 2021 for 139,000. And the Air Dream Edition, available in spring of 2021, 169,000. Yes, it seems a little pricey. Uh, now we're definitely getting into Porsche, Panamera Turbo, Taycan Turbo. Uh, uh, numbers, but let's <laughs> hear what you get. Yes, here, here's what you get, and I, I want to make sure I get this right. So they they start at about 670 horsepower. They will top out at 1,080 horsepower. You can get a range of over 500 miles. I think I read something saying they're going for 512 miles. Now, again, I don't know the exact configuration. That's the most range. I don't know if that means the most horsepower and the biggest batteries get to that range. It could be entry level, long range, low power. You know how you add horsepower, it eats range and whatever. So up to 500 and something range, 1,080 horsepower, big car. Big car, dual motor, one in the front, one in the rear, zero to 60 in its 1,080 horsepower range, under 2.5 seconds, okay, but runs the quarter mile in 9.9 seconds. This thing runs nines. You can break 10 seconds in this thing. And I listen, I can't imagine it's going to do it three times in a row. I'm sure the batteries and the temperature and whatever, and – I couldn't imagine if you ran, let's say, three, I don't know, drag radio, four drag radials on the thing. Good God. <laughs> Probably would shatter, but I don't think that's their intention. I certainly can't imagine it would be, but come on. Two and a half seconds, quarter, uh, zero to 60, and, and basically running 10 flat, 9.9 seconds in the quarter mile. That's insane. That's, That's what insane. I'm building right now in a four-door, basically. I know, with a parachute. <laughs> yeah, but this doesn't have one, and you can plug it in. Yeah, you can plug it in. I, I, here's the thing is, built. you brought up a good example. You can build your charger as batshit crazy as you want, and that's on you, okay? Now, you make a car like this that runs 990s in the quarter mile, some of the responsibility, for lack of a better term, is going to lie in the hands of the manufacturer. So what sort of crazy electronics and nannies and all kinds of things do they need to do to try to make it as safe as possible? We've seen this with Bugatti. Bugatti Veyron, when that came out, they said, hey, it's got a crazy top speed, but you need to, like, stop the car, pull it over, change the key, put it into race mode, hunker down, and make sure the seatbelt's on, and go in a straight line. And as soon as you, like, sort of twitch the wheel a little too far to the left or right, it shuts You're down done. that crazy yep. race mode. Like, it's, it, you know, it doesn't want you to – like, they're doing everything they can. I can almost guarantee it costs Bugatti more money 
to make that thing safe than it did cost them to create the amount of make power and aerodynamics yeah. to make that happen, right? No question. <laughs> you know, so I wonder what Lucid's going to do. Because, uh, look, we want people that enjoy this car and have fun. I would love to drive it. It looks kind of cool, and this is batshit crazy speeds. But, I, 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 you know, I don't want to go around in circles in this thing, just like anybody, right? So it would be uh, it'd be interesting to test one of these out. But I, I kind of like what they're doing. They seem to have, like, pretty good management. The numbers are coming in pretty uh, uh, favorable, I think. Uh, let's just see if it turns out to be something other than a carrot. That's all I can say. Yeah, let's see what it does. Let's see if they launch on time. Everybody's thing now is like, hey, if you're interested, give us a bunch of deposits so we can raise another $400 million so we can actually make it, you know, because all we have is a prototype and, and uh, uh, you know, all that stuff. Look, I, the, the guys at Nissan, we spoke to them, and at least they're not they're not hiding behind uh, some of the financial troubles. So like, Hey, we're around, we know how to do it. We're focusing on our core product. Uh, we're, you know, we're borrowing some money. We're paring down our lineup. We're focusing on our cash cows like rogue and pathfinder, but they straight up told me that like, we were going to make three Z prototypes, launch them in uh, three parts of the world. And they said, but just due to budget cuts, we made one Z prototype and we're going to launch it virtually, virtually around, yeah. the, around the world. I've got no problem with that. That sounds responsible to me, right? I was like, great. And if there's enough buzz, you guys will make the car and everyone will be happy. We don't need three prototypes so people can see it in person. Take the one prototype, see how people react. If you like it, let's go around. Let's do it. And, uh, and, and make it happen. But all right, enough with all the boring car shit. Let's get into the, <laughs> let's talk about the BMW. <laughs> let's talk about the BMW. So we, uh, uh, as you guys have been knowing, I mean, getting the BMW ready to sell, uh, it's looking good. It's tuned pretty good. And most uh, of the conversations and explanations and descriptions that you've had have turned out negative, contrary to this story. Yes. Right. So, uh, it's taken a lot of work to get it in order. I'm just going to give it to you right now. We hit 494 horsepower uh, with this thing, which is uh, a fantastic number. Uh, I'm going to pull up the uh, I'm going to pull up the, the 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 dyno sheet right now, real quick, while we're while we're doing this. Um, we did so. We took it to uh, World Motorsports. They're here in in Torrance. They have a beautiful in-ground dyno, a whole dyno cell, uh, uh, chassis dyno. They use a Mustang dyno. So those of you familiar with DinoJet and Mustang dyno, you know the numbers could be a little bit conservative. Um, but also their dyno cell is a wind tunnel dyno. So they also do a lot of uh, Lamborghinis and Porsches and Porsche turbos. So they have an all-wheel drive dyno. But when you run the two-wheel drive car, the front uh, barrels, they, the rollers, they spin with the car. So you get sort of a real-world uh, air and speed and everything, which is interesting is the BMW. Yeah. I, and I've got video. I've got video I'm going to post up with this show so you guys can, can see it. Um, the, uh, the, the one-to-one ratio, which is the gear ratio you run on the dyno, and a lot of cars it's fourth gear. In the M3, because it's a six-speed, the one-to-one is there's not two overdrives. It's fifth gear. So 
getting the horsepower number, getting your 8,000 RPM in fifth gear, you'd be doing 180 miles an hour. (laughs) So we did a few runs in fifth gear, and then there is a way to configure the dyno by putting in the the gear ratios of the transmissions. And it'll tell you. So we can do a fourth gear pass. So what happens is, is we made 494 horsepower, 474 uh, pound-feet of torque, um, and then there is a little bit of a translation in the in the gears. Uh, so on the on the screen, it's 494. On the printout, it said uh, 489. So 489 point something. We're, we're looking at a four horsepower difference, but we made 490 basically horsepower on shitty 91 California pump gas. You take this car anywhere, you're well over 500 rear, rear wheel horsepower. And the, the part that I am uh, excited about is we changed the supercharger from an old Vortec V2 to the upgraded Vortec V2 Ti. We improved the cooling system, which the computer responds to. It doesn't have to pull back as much timing and knock sensors and all that stuff. Uh, when, when, before I, when I bought the car, before we made any changes, and the car was, you know, had some cooling issues and stuff, we ran it on the dyno, on another Mustang dyno, different facility, but a Mustang dyno. And we made 410 rear wheel horsepower. So the changes wow. between... That's the, huge. the computer, the exhaust system, uh, uh, the swapping out the supercharger, and just getting it dialed in more, uh, we made 90 extra horsepower, roughly, 80 to 90 horsepower. Uh, so I'm very happy with, with damn near 500 rear wheel horsepower. I will tell you that um, it's, it's got a pretty safe tune in it. It's a little on the rich side. You probably could lean it out a little bit. I'll be perfectly honest with you. The car runs great. It's fast as hell. Um, uh, I did get the check engine light to come on once or twice because it's saying, hey, it's a little rich on the high end at like 90 miles an hour on the freeway. But that's part of the safe tune. I, well, I, that's illegal. So nobody is going to go that fast. So right? That's, not, that's a mood, mood point. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I think if you... If you leaned it out a little bit, I just don't want to really do it here on our California gas. So um, uh, if, if, if somebody, the car is going to go up on bring a trailer. If you want to buy the car, you're more than happy to take it in, get a little tuning done on it, lean it out a little bit. I bet if you live someplace with 93 octane, you're probably going to be making five and a quarter at the tires and, uh, and solve the, you know, the issue of between lean and rich, but this thing runs uh, like a bat out of hell. It is so much fun to drive. Uh, we're getting it all cleaned up. And as uh, soon as it gets, if it gets accepted to bring a trailer and we list it, by all means, uh, we will tell you guys about it. And uh, and hopefully somebody else will be able to enjoy it. Um, and in, t- this, in this day uh, in this day and age of uh, extras, throw yeah. a, uh, a guest appearance on uh, CarCast. I tell you what, you buy the car. Yes, yeah. I agree. You buy, buy the, the car, car. Get to be interviewed on CarCast. Get it, drive it. <laughs> Come on in, tell us how you like it. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about it. Uh, I, you're going to see in the listing um, all of the details. As you guys know, fully built motor. Uh, yes, the rod bearings, all the bearings have been done. It's got forged pistons, lower compression, eight and a half to one, handle the boost. 
uh, air to water intercooler. Uh, we did the suspension. It's got KW uh, stage three. They're they're variant three coilovers, uh, double adjustable. It's got um, it's got Turner Motorsport uh, uh, camber caster arms, adjustable arms. And yes, when we installed all of this, we went in and welded in these subframe reinforcement plates on the uh, underneath on the unibody on the chassis. So that is all done. Um, now, keep in mind, uh, Adam Kroll started building this car years ago when it was new, but I've since uh, changed all of the brakes, the brakes and the calipers. Adam had the Brembos on her. I took them off and upgraded them to the new Brembos. We got four piston Brembos on all four corners. Uh, new uh, discs. Now, the HRE wheels went on in June, I want to say June of 2018, along with the Michelin Pilot Sport uh, tires, uh, which means it's only got... I don't know, a couple thousand miles, maybe, maybe 2000 miles on, on the, on the tires, plenty of tire left. Uh, everything's, it looks good. It's in good shape. Um, anyway, you'll get all the details, all the photos on bringer trailer. We'll tell you guys when it gets listed, but hopefully you guys will, uh, will, will enjoy it and like it. Um, just a shout out from our friends at, uh, at Geico. Did you know that right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. And that's 15% on top of the money Geico could already be saving you. So what are you waiting for? Check out geico.com to save an extra 15%. You want to do that by October 7th. That's going to be coming up soon. So uh, save an extra 15% by October 7th. Just visit geico.com. I bet they sell a lot of policies here in Texas because there's still no helmet law here. Oh, yeah. No Man. helmet law. What's your feeling on the no helmet law? I think it's very irresponsible. I mean, you know, hey, um, I, I, I can't believe that I drove through Sturgis a number of times back in the day with no yeah. helmet. It, it, you know, 20, 30 miles an hour. But uh, – it's just it's senseless to me, but I mean it's a freedom issue with people. And but logic's going to tell me that if I'm going you know over 20 miles an hour on a two wheeler, then I'm going to need something on my bean if I take a spill. So yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. Arizona, I think, still doesn't have a helmet law, and I see Colorado, a bunch of people riding it. And I, I get it's it's kind of fun to maybe cruise around the neighborhood or something without the helmet, but I just assume put the helmet on. If you're worried about it, like blocking out sound or whatever, there's enough helmets and styles out there. It's kind of a thing. I don't know. I say that's all safe, an excuse. I'm not. That's I'm not much of a motorcycle rider to 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 have an opinion strong enough that I should start scolding people for not like, do whatever you want. But well, if it was me, day, I'm wearing a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's everybody's opinion, and everybody's right to do what the hell they want to. I mean, if you're going to ask me my opinion, that's my opinion, and I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody else. But they're just stupid. That's all. Uh, when you is the uh, is the charger getting loading up? It should be happening, right? Chargers should be loaded up in, uh, next week, early next week, and uh, headed up to Speed Core. And God knows what they're going to do to it, but it's going to be awesome when it's done, and uh, hopefully. Uh, it's the second car that's that's put in my new garage because uh, uh, the lawman will be the first one pulled in. But, yeah. You know. Last week, this past week, has been a very pricey week for me. It just so happened after waiting about a year. Uh, I oh, think no. I mentioned this already. 
both Dart, who's building the short block, and Bowler, who's building the transmission for the truck. They both called and they said, hey, we're shipping everything out. Send us the rest of our money. So all of a sudden, uh, I'm just writing checks like you wouldn't believe, going, gosh. uh, Welcome to my world, kid. Speaking of checks, did you know that this is the best time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle? (laughs) (laughs) trying to get get paid for that ad money Uh, the Dodge Power Dollars means you get a guaranteed discount Eh, the math is simple you guys heard us talk about it before you get $10 off based on the total horsepower of your new Dodge vehicle so every 2020 Challenger every Durango Charger uh, all the 2020 models uh, you can go on and you can get $10 off for each horsepower you can uh, roll them into your dealer Check out the Dodge Charger SRT Scat Pack. It's got 485 horsepower. You'll get $4,850 off. And Dodge Power Dollars is also available on the Dodge Durango. So when you're up, you know, when you're behind the wheel of a Dodge Durango, you know you're behind the wheel of a performance-driven SUV. And uh, whether you're rolling out with friends or family, you'll be able to fit everybody because Dodge Durango's got that seven-passenger seating capacity. Definitely check out the Durango Hellcat while you're there. And uh, you get more power, you get more off. It's that simple. So hurry into your local Dodge dealer now to take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. Uh, so yeah, so I got the uh, the Dart short block is on its way. I spoke to our friends at Comp Cams and I said, "Hey guys, uh, love your help. I want to custom grind a blower cam. Um, I'd love to do. Uh, we're, we're trying to do the engine as as." as right as possible. So I think I'm going to be using comps shaft mount rockers takes all the vibration and stuff out. Good stability on the, on the rocker system. Here's a question for you guys. I have an original lightning GT 40 intake manifold, the tubular design. I sent it out to a, a porting company. They have ported it. They've cut it, you know, they've cut the lower manifold, straightened out some of the runners, did everything they could to make it flow as much as possible. It will still be the bottleneck on this engine. Not much, but it will be the bottleneck. But because we're throwing boost in it with the Pro Charger, we can overcome that bottleneck by just ramming more air into it. So, I could go with option one is we keep the original uh, lightning intake manifold. And what I did is is the engine that's in the truck now, all original, I bought another original lightning intake manifold, send it out, got it ported. uh, And it is a purity correct 351 lightning manifold. Was not inexpensive. But the guy I bought it from listens to the show. He was really great. He's up where the Porter guy is. The guy who's doing this big, big dog, I think is doing it. Uh, and he drove it over there and he dropped it off. And I appreciate that. It was very, very nice to do that for me. I could do some sort of air to air intercooler on the front of the truck. Uh, use the original lightning manifold and run it that way. Or I could go with, Holly's new like high ram uh, intake manifold, which doesn't have any real flow restrictions. It's going to do more than enough that we ever needed. Uh, and it's kind of cool because it looks like the LS manifold. It's got Option the, uh, 
Yeah, it's got the uh, the center throttle body. Um, and what I was looking at, which is interesting, is I was talking to a friend that does some marketing at Tick Performance, T-I-K, Tick Performance, or Tick Motorsport. I think it's Tick Performance. And they make an air-to-water intercooler that sandwiches in between the top hat, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the Holly manifold has the lower with the long runners, and then it has uh, th- this cap that goes over the top. It's bolted in, O-ring. You can take it off. You can port it out easily. They have it that can sandwich in there, right? So I can run, if you think about your Hellcats, you're running an air-to-water intercooler, the GT500, you know, uh, all the twin screw superchargers are running it. I can run the water tank. I can run a heat exchanger in the front. Uh, and, There's no comparison yeah, to those look, options, uh, man. Come on. Uh, well, one of them is vintage luck. The other one is it looks what badass. What comes along with that, with that vintage look? What's going to come along with that? I, I don't know. I mean, I, right? I, don't, I don't think there's going to be uh, – Restrictions. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a, like you, you. I don't know. You guys tell me. You open the hood and you go, "Hey, where'd the lightning engine go?" I go, "Well, it's at home. It's in my living room. I I, I don't know what to tell you." Uh, I I got this really sweet ported intake. I could use it for another engine or something like that. I'm going to sell it to Goldberg. I'm going to sell it to uh, Steve Austin. Nice. Put it on it. Ten bucks. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll say, "Hey, you know what your Bronco needs is a lightning <laughs> engine, and uh, I've got the lightning engine for you." I've got with the power nine supercharger on it. It's like, let's just drop your engine in that truck. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Uh, I'll go sell it to him. All right. I'm kind of, let me talk to the guys at Holly, see if we could work something out. But when I saw that, uh, those guys at tick made that really nice, uh, intercooler. And the reason why I, I never considered it before, because in the Mustang world, it's big and you got to cut through the hood and everything else. Yeah. I, was, I was, I was under the hood of the truck going without changing the hood, I've got another, you can stand in there like another four inches of clearance in there. And I, I think we could pull it off. I think we can fit. Now tick has two air to water intercoolers. They have like a four and a half inch tall and a three and a quarter inch tall. I don't know that we can get the four and a half, but the three and a quarter should work. And the thresholds are like one's a, 1200 horsepower capable and the other is a 1700 horsepower now you'll be fine i think we'll be fine now you tend to want to go more right if you go hey i'm gonna make 600 horsepower i want the 1200 mm-hmm. you know horsepower capable intercooler so if i'm gonna make eight or 900 i'm i'm kind of getting toward the maximum of that i it's, think of fuel injectors as the same way you you type in the math on your you know, whatever, somebody's online calculator and you go, oh, you know, an 83 pound injector is good for, you know, uh, you know, a, a thousand horsepower or something, but you never want to run more than like an 80% duty cycle. Absolutely. So if, you don't want to max it out. So same theory on the, on the intercooler. So it'd be, mm-hmm. hey, if, if this, if the math says it could do 1200 horsepower, that's great. You never really want to run it that full. Now, keep in mind, when you're driving around town, you're only using 100 horsepower, right? Maybe yeah. 200 horsepower, you're accelerating. You'd have to be hitting the drag strip again and again and again to really start to, you know, heat soak that thing or hit yeah. the, hit the. you know, we've seen a lot of the cars, you know, previous GT500s and supercharged cars and ZR1s and, 
you know, they're like, oh, after, you know, three laps around Willow Springs, it's getting heat soaked and it's backing off timing and it's not making power. Well, we fine all, yeah, you're fine in traffic. How many, you know, how, how many laps are we going to do around Willow Springs? It is still a pickup truck. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I kind of like the idea uh, of, of the Holly manifold. It has some symmetry to it. It's got a front mounted sort of front center mounted throttle body. And the way to do that is they do a low mount distributor, um, which I can use a low mount conventional distributor or they have a coil on plug conversion. So you take the distributor cap, you put the flat block off cap on it, and then you do coil on plug. And of course it's a coil near plug, let's call it that. And you can mount the coils anywhere you want. But now I'm getting, uh, I'm getting spark for each uh, spark plug. Each coil is firing up the spark plug, which is really beneficial when you're running supercharged turbo, whatever. Right. So I'm kind of leaning toward that Holly fuel injection, coil near plug ignition, uh, and maybe this, uh, intercooled, uh, Are you building a dragster or a lightning? Uh, I, I'm, I'm building, I'm, I'm building, uh, I don't, I don't know. Depends, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to get those drag radials we talked about last week. <laughs> That's awesome, man. All right, guys, let's, uh, we're good. Let's, let's wrap it up and, uh, we will, I'm going to go catch a plane. Yeah. Before we get out of here, man, I just left, uh, Expel headquarters this morning. The guys up there, Brett, um, took great care of us as always. They're doing the uh, Range Rover and then hopefully in a couple of weeks, they'll be coming out to, uh, take a look at Goldberg's garage and do the, uh, window treatment out there. So, well, big shout out to the guys. Yeah. It's the thing about, uh, those guys over at, um, at Expel, you know, we know them for the paint protection films and stuff, but they do tint for cars and buildings and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, they're, they're, they're fully vested in, in the protection area, right? The, uh, sun and damage protection. Um, I think that, uh, that's a good move. I think that's a good move as well. Uh, I'm going to, I'm I'm going to be, I, when I get the engine and stuff done in the truck, we're going to do the, the, the paint protection film on it as well. Uh, we're going to do the color correction. We're going to get a little bit more of that uh, orange peel out of the black paint, get it shined up real nice and do the paint protection on it. But I think it's going to work out. I think it's going to work out great. Uh, so excited about that. Excited about uh, breaking ground on the new garage and uh, seeing uh, how that comes along. You're going to have to share more, uh, more renderings and photos and plans and stuff as it sort of comes along. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been kind of hush hush on it because we haven't broken ground, and I don't want to uh, set the court the the cart before the horse. But uh, now that now now uh, it's going to be an overflowing uh, stream of photos and updates. So be tuned, be tuned. Awesome. All right, guys, uh, thanks uh, so much. I'm going to head out to uh, to uh, Tennessee. Go check out the Z Car New Carcast live out there. So we'll see you guys next week. Uh, until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Hello. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.
Thanks so much for listening. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. We're going to have some more exciting stuff for you later this week, especially with that Z reveal. Uh, but uh, before we go, uh, a word from our friends at Geico. I know you guys have heard this before. Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on motorcycle RV uh, policies and car policies. And that's 15% on top of the money Geico could already be saving you. Uh, so what are you waiting for? Check out geico.com to save now. And if you sit, switch by October 7th, you qualify for that extra 15%. Just visit geico.com to learn more.